0: We'll get back to the uh, baseball suggestions here. Got to give a quick update here as we start out. The Nellies, the bracket of best movies Nelson has never seen. We are in the dark side region today. The number one seed, Empire Strikes Back, taking on the eight seed Team America World Police. (laughs) Team America representing itself well early on in the vote. Very well. 62-38. to Hey, Gary. This is the number one overall seed. Empire Strikes Back just grinding for a first-round
1: win. I told you Star Wars stinks, man.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm not going to justify that with the comment, but I will say (laughs) Team America is an incredible, incredible movie. Great social commentary at the time, too. (laughs) Hey, Gary. Uh,
0: If only we had Team America to deal with COVID-19. And then in the 4-5 matchup, the uh, four-seed Back to the Future in a dogfight with the five-seed Groundhog Day, fifty-five forty-five. right now, Back to the Future, holds a slim lead. Cast your vote in the Nellies, the <laughs> first round, as uh, we try and find out the best movie that Nelson has never seen. And let me tell you, there are a lot of them, and a lot Love of incredible... It. I went through the list of the top one hundred movies according to IMDB. I think twenty five I wanna say of the thirty two are on the list. It's it's so literally a tough Nelson list. has not seen twenty five percent of the hundred hundred of the movies, best movies ever made.
2: Dude, when you're opening up a round with Back to the Future versus Groundhog Day in a round one matchup. That those are both all timers, you know?
0: No? But so, here we are. We need you. Go to Twitter, Zone Madison. Cast your vote right now. Round one of the Nellies. Uh, all right. Give me an idea, each, both of you. Uh, I mean, we all agree it's not going to be 162 games. It's not going to be normal. Uh, baseball throwing out some ideas. I mean, I guess, you, you you know, you do this with anything. You brainstorm. You go into the war room. You throw around some ideas. You see what sticks to the wall. I don't know that seven-inning games are is the best move, but maybe ultimately it is. So give me an idea that you would... Indoors. I, th- I mean you were were you joking yesterday or maybe you do the ten run rule? I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean that'd be pretty sick. Why not? Why not? I didn't even think about that. If you're up by I wouldn't I'm gonna look up the biggest comebacks though, but if you're up by ten, let's say you're up by twelve or more, why not say, you know what? We got a shortened season as it is, you're getting mercy ruled, you're done. But then how would that go with paying players and bonuses right. and stuff? Sometimes you got to suspend a little bit of reality here to think about this. I'd be fine with like a ten or a fifteen run rule, but I don't think other people would be fine with it. The reality of the situation is, I think the easiest is you just do like a hundred game season. Uh, all right, Nelson, give me an idea
0: uh, to make to make Mercy baseball rule. work.
1: So obviously, the easy answer would be to shorten the season. But if you're going to go with double headers, why not look into on days where you have double headers, the inning itself can only be ten minutes long. So no matter how many outs you I have left, it. it's ten minutes. You're then, done batting.
2: Let's say you got the bases loaded, and you're down by you're down by three. Bases you better be swinging on the first pitch. And it's nine minutes and fifty seconds in. First pitch, you're just huffing. Up you there. Have to. Huff.
0: I will say this to uh, Nelson's That'd point be wild. that now we we for the criticism of baseballs, you know, being perceived or the reality of it being slow. To what Nelson just said, the only North American sport that doesn't have a clock is what. Baseball. It'd be baseball. Baseball. Can you imagine the perception that would change if baseball put a clock and at the, you know, the, the top of the first starts and out in center field, 15 minutes pops up on the wall. And it doesn't matter what happens when that 15 minutes is over, you're done. Uh, I would love it. The other thing, you know, on a smaller scale, and I know they've toyed around with this and they're going to have some version of it eventually, is a pitch clock. And, you know, just like, you know, you have the play clock in each end zone right behind home plate so the pitcher can see it and right out in center field so the batter can see it, you have a 30-second or 40-second pitch clock. And all this stepping off the mound, all this working the baseball 15 times, all this redoing the cap, all this looking over at the third base line, all this looking into the dugout, all this looking at the catcher, once you step on the rubber and establish that you're ready to throw the ball, The pitch clock starts. You got 30 seconds to deliver that baseball once the pitch clock starts. And if you don't, it's a ball, or even go one further. The batter gets the base. You got 30 seconds. Let's speed this thing up. You got 30 seconds to throw the pitch. What do you think, Nelson? Pitch clock.
1: I think it would be interesting because obviously, you know, if you do 10 minutes every half inning, that means the game will be about three hours. You play in a doubleheader, that's six hours between the two.
0: And then I'll go. As much as I love the man, you know he's my favorite. He's my icon. As much <laughs> I as I going. love Ryan Joseph Braun, I, I will say the adjusting of the gloves by Ryan Braun takes it to a whole nother level. I would say not only because you got to be fair to both sides. If you're going to have a pitch clock, you got to have a hitter clock. And the second my man the brunch steps in and engages in the play, he's got tw- the pitch. The hit clock starts. You can't take call time to adjust your cup or your gloves or pull your helmet down or spit four times or look down at the third base coach. Once you step into the plate, once you engage, once you put that hand up to the to the ump and say you're ready, the hit clock starts. You step out of the box, that's is, a
2: strike. Is there nothing worse than a guy that... Because they get brand new hitting gloves every game. It's like, dude, the Velcro on your gloves are fine. (laughs) They're brand new. You don't have to You didn't even swing the bat. The worst is when it's the first pitch and they're up there, and they just take a pitch, and then they step back and they do the... It's like, you never even moved. You don't have to adjust your jock or your gloves. You didn't move.
0: yeah. Uh, is that Nelson the wor- worst looking baseball? The adjusting of the gloves or stepping off the mound every five seconds? What's what's more annoying mannerism of baseball? You
1: didn't move. I'm going to go with the uh the gloves and cup because yes, at least if you're pitching, you're moving around. That's like a you, good point. You threw a ball. You, I mean, you're bending over. You're walking around the mound. If you took the pitch. You literally just stood there. Yeah, you just didn't do anything.
0: And that's a great point you both make. And yeah, I mean brand I brand new even, gloves. I didn't even think about that. I mean, obviously, if you rip a foul
1: ball yeah. or if you
0: get jammed in on the fists and you have to duck out of the way because you almost got hit, yeah, you probably need to dust your dirt yeah. off. I'm sure the old cup ski is maybe, riding up on the crack. Maybe your boys got pinched you know, right. down there. I get that. But if it's ball one and it's a pitch out because there's anything. a runner on second base and the the the, the – the, the, catcher calls for a pitch out, and you just stand there and watch a low outside fastball hit the dirt, why do you need to step out and readjust your gloves for 20 seconds? What are you doing? (laughs) You didn't move. That's a good point. Why do they need to adjust their gloves if they take a ball? They're
1: brand new. The Velcro's fine. At least in 2011, 2012, Braun had an excuse (laughs) because there was that herpes rumor flying around. (laughs) Nelson.
0: Like, I will say Ryan and I are extremely close, but that's one thing we've never seen eye to eye on. I always tell him, Bronny, do you have to keep adjusting your gloves after every pitch? <laughs> I said, You know I'm your biggest fan. I'm sitting in the stands, people are booing you and I'm I'm defending my guy. Yeah. I'm like, it makes my job difficult to defend you. When you're messing with your gloves every pitch.
2: Stop adjusting your brand new gloves with a perfectly intact Velcro. You didn't do anything.
0: (laughs) That would speed the game up like tenfold. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, That might be our best one. All right, uh, 608-321-1670. Baseball's looking for ideas to speed up the game this season. We all know it's going to be a weird vibe when this season starts. Give us your suggestions to make this baseball season work. I wouldn't be totally against seven innings. I think it you know, it would make it an asterisk season, but I think we are already gonna be at an asterisk season. So if they say to get more games in, it's the trade out is you, you could have 140, you know, nine inning games, or you could have 167 inning games. I guess I'd take more games. Here's my question though, again, as a diehard Brewer fan and a regular pilgrimage to Miller Park that I make four or five times a year do I get beer till the seventh inning still? I need or know. do they amortize that and say, like, if it's the seventh inning for a nine-inning game, does it become then the fifth inning of a seven-inning game? Because I don't know how much appeal if I can only go to Miller Park and, or any baseball stadium, for that matter, and only drink for four or five innings. That's, that, what's that, the that's, point. A, that's a real problem. So I don't know if baseball's thought about this, but they better think about it in Wisconsin. Do you think Brewer fans would stand... For only being able to drink beer for four innings at Miller Park? No freaking way.
2: There might be a riot. They need to be clear on this of what happens when it comes to seven innings. When will the beer stop being sold?
0: Yeah. And nobody's bringing that up because I guarantee you nobody's thinking about that other than us, the diehard drinkers, the good people of Wisconsin.
1: Some people may never even make it into the stadium. Then Th- that's, that's another about, good point.
0: It, it's a great point. I mean, jeez, Mister. I'm just thinking. Like I, I like on the surface, like dude, seven innings. Think how quick baseball games go. They could play more games. We could have a full brewer season. But then think about it. We take a Joe and Ebo party bus. We get in there, you have a couple pops in the in the car in the parking lot. Yeah. Maybe it's the first, maybe it's the second inning, maybe you it's stroll the third, in. Maybe. You want to get your first beer, you wanna get your hot dog. Now you sit down, it's the third inning, you finish that first beer. Let's go! And exactly. And you're like, what? Let's go! I just does that sound fun. No,
2: it does not. I don't think it does. But does this sound fun? Our guy J8 Krebs. Jordan tweets at me at Ebo says my Twitter account, and he says, How about this boys? A fifty-game season to make seeding for a giant tournament where every team is in and you make them all a seven-game series. I love that. that. I
0: love tournaments. would
2: be pretty sick. I think that would be cool. Use Everyone's in the tournament. You play 50-game season to seed it correctly and then seven-game series. That would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we were talking about this. Why not story? get
2: weird with it? Why not get I, crazy with dude, it? Dude, I
0: think it's great. I mean, we were talking about earlier in the week, right? W- would you rather have March Madness, you know, or um, opening day? And everyone said March Madness, and the theory was it's it's one it's winner go home, and, you know, an, op- an opening day, you got another bunch of shots at it. Th- this would make baseball more urgent, right? If you had a tournament urgent and foreigner. you only had <laughs> – nice. Um, that that makes it feels a a lot different. Some people have suggested that if there is an NBA this season, you know that they are floating around that tournament that they were going to do next year, like midseason. Yeah. That they just say we can't have a regular season, we can't have normal playoffs. We're just going to make it like a March Madness style bracket for the NBA when they come back in June because there's no way they can get in playoffs or finals at this point. So that the NBA should just say, let's just make a tournament.
2: And you know what the cool thing about if they were to make it a tournament, baseball or I going I guess this is more leaning towards basketball. You would get literally the best out of every player because it's a win or go home mentality. How many like, how many games do a majority of NBA teams like sleepwalk through because they know yeah. the season doesn't start till the playoffs start? If you had a playoff tournament right away, people would be giving it their all. It'd be pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have thirty teams in the NBA. You could do a thirty-two team bracket, just like Ardenelli's. The top, so you'd have the Lakers and the Bucks would get a first-round buy. You give the top two teams in each conference a buy, and then you just play a bracket. You play out a tournament like March Madness, and that's how you determine an NBA champion.
2: So we have freaking amazing. We have a. This is from uh, I think it's Lit Bucky '92. He says, "So now that the season is probably going to be shortened, do you think people would be more upset if Manfred, if he decided to suspend Astro players this year?"
0: You know, now the one just now I think there's so much you know, wouldn't that be just like evil genius slide in the Astros suspensions in the midst of the chaos? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, in case you missed it, uh, we suspended all the Astros. <laughs>
2: the Astros aren't around. Oh, by the this way, there's no baseball. Oh, oh, and just slip that right in there. Um man. Hell oh, here was another tweet. Uh, D Rich says it all is depending on when it starts and when you want it to end. Best guess is a hundred game regular season with regular double headers scheduled maybe all divisional games, et cetera, and then try and keep playoff schedule the same, but you can't compete with football. You would lose if it was dragged out.
0: And that's the thing I don't, yeah, that was the other thing. And I'm glad someone brought that up Again, 608 If you want to weigh in on this is, you know, Rob Manford keeps floating that November idea. And I'm like, dude, you're barely relevant in September on October. Don't we have this stat every year? Like a Monday night football game between the Buccaneers and Jaguars will outrating game six of the world series. Like baseball is barely relevant when it's going head to head with the NFL on a week one game. You want to put the world series up against say the Cowboys and lions on Thanksgiving uh, or those, those Friday incredible college football games where Alabama's playing LSU to decide the sec or Michigan's playing Ohio state. You want to throw the Yankees and the Dodgers up against Michigan and, in Ohio State or the Cowboys and the Redskins, you'd, so, you'd get you'd get beat like a narc at a biker, biker rally. rally.
2: Just think, just think of a a game, a baseball game going up against football games on Thanksgiving. What? It'd be embarrassing. Well, and when it comes to sporting events, what sport makes you fall asleep the most when you watch it? Baseball. Be, I mean, besides golf, for me, golf. Is, besides golf, golf is my number one for napping. But usually, I'm hungover on a Sunday watching golf napping baseball, I won't, even, I won't even be hungover or anything, and I'll start seeing myself nod off. I'll wake up and like, it'll be like the third inning. All of a sudden I wake up in the seventh. I'm like, what I miss? So if you're laying on the couch watching football or baseball, you're going to be sleeping through the whole baseball game anyways, anyways with that trip to fan. We got a couple suggestions here. J.K. Scott fan account, this. Now here is an idea. Triple headers every day for 54 straight days. Triple headers. <laughs> and then uh, our guy, Pat Heffling. What's up, Pat? Mr. On the Brother. Mr. On the Halls, brother. 100 game season. Start July 4th. Double headers where necessary. October, November World Series.
0: I just I like everything up until the November. I mean, you just. Because I'm a huge baseball fan, and it's, it's a tough scene when, you know, the one in seven Bengals playing the three and six Browns, outdraws, you know, the Red Sox, playing the, you know, whoever, Cardinals in game four of the World Series. That's a bad look for baseball.
1: I don't think it's that much of a difference, honestly. I mean, they're already playing into late October, early November. What's another three weeks?
0: That that would be the comeback, yeah. And like,
2: if you want to watch it, you can watch it. Like, I don't care if the ratings true. are good or not because it's not my advertising money on that. I would say
0: this like, the fact that they would have, like, you know, Miller Park be a potential. And then, like I said, can you imagine if the Brewers, I don't know if they'd allow this because of competitive balance, but how funny would that be if, like, the Brewers were the wild card team and, say, the Nationals were the division winner? But there's a foot of snow in D.C., <laughs> so the Brewers, as the wild card team in the divisional round, get home field advantage against like the number one overall seed nationals. It'd be incredible, because it's snow. It's a blizzard on the East Coast. Now I would be all in favor of that.
2: Let's. I mean, if it was, let's say it was like an NLCS, and you got Cardinals Cubs, but it's at Miller Park. First of all, gross. But would you go watch
0: Cardinals Cubs at Miller Park? I don't think I could do that. That'd be too painful.
2: I'd have to. I'd probably drink three bottles of whiskey a week yeah. instead of just the one I'm at right now.
0: I don't think either one of them. If they played each other, that'd be the ultimate nut kick continuum. Yep. Uh, I think even one of them. Um, because Cub fans, I mean, and then they'd walk around like they own the place because they've been there before. Can you imagine <laughs> if the Cubs win the NL Central and they host the division round against, like, the, you know, Mets and the Brewers don't make the playoffs and the home – team is the Cubs using Miller Park because there's a Ugh. foot of snow in Chicago and Wrigley Field's unplayable. Ugh. Can you imagine if the Cub fans used Miller Park as their home field during the playoffs? you'd never Brewer fans would never recover from that one.
2: They wouldn't be terrible. The King says, I don't understand why baseball is suspending the season because for the most part, all the players are more than six feet away.
0: That's true. (laughs) Let's see. I mean, what's the gap, Nelson, between the center fielder if he's playing on the warning track and, say, the shortstop? That's got to
2: be 180 feet. Yeah, but if you're trying to tag a guy out somewhere, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, J.A. Krebs comes back and says, multiple doubleheaders is a terrible idea. No one wants to play them, and no one wants to watch them. They just have to come to the grips and redo the schedule and run playoffs in their normal slot. I
0: like the tournament idea. Whoever I the love, guy is, yeah, it's a tournament. Jordan. That's, and I think that, dude. Can you imagine how cool the NBA would be? I mean, it would suck for the Bucks because losing, you go home. But can you imagine a 32-team bracket, just like March Madness? You seed it one through 32, and you throw all the NBA teams in there, and it's just win or go home. Me, a March Madness bracket to decide the NBA wild, title. Dude, wild. Or do the same thing in baseball. I saw this on Twitter. This is from an SEC football uh, fan site. Uh, they broke it down over the last three years based on if they if they had to pick, you know, we do Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3 in college basketball, right? That yeah. was the whole thing. And if they had gone to a tournament style uh, for college football, if they expanded the playoffs into tier, you know, to, to more teams than four and had done a, a bracket and seating based on tiers – They had three tiers, just like they do in college basketball. Here are the, and this is over a three-year window. These are the tier three teams, according to this SEC football site. Tier three teams, Texas A&M, Virginia Tech, Utah, Mississippi State, Minnesota, USC, Stanford, Miami, Washington State, TCU, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, NC State, West Virginia, Kentucky. So all, you know, probably tournament teams if you had a, 32 or 60, yeah. but nothing, you know, no, none of those teams have sniffed or would sniff a, a title, but <laughs> they'd be in the field, right?
2: They'd be in the field.
0: You now, would be Now correct. you get to tier two. These are teams that are right on the, maybe the doorstep. Maybe these are elite eight teams or sweet 16 teams, Michigan, Texas, Washington, central Florida, Boise state, Iowa, Oregon, and Memphis. Okay. A- agree tier two, maybe just outside of the championship discussion. All those teams.
2: I mean, you could debate on some of them, but, I mean, that's a pretty safe, solid list.
0: All right, and then Tier 1. Obviously, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Of course. LSU, those are the first four. Then they go Auburn. Go Tigers. Georgia. Oklahoma. Notre Dame. I can't argue with any of that. They've all been in the college football playoff and national championship game. Florida. I got to question that one a little bit. Penn State. Appalachian State—that one's just bizarre. But okay. I mean, it's—they've won a ton of games. And then, last but not least,
2: Wisconsin. When you said Wisconsin, Joe, you have said it all.
0: So, do you guys put—and this is from an SEC. Talk about SEC bias. They do obviously. is well represented: Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Georgia. But AI, and I guess Florida—that's that, a bit of a stretch. Appalachian State makes no sense to me, other than I guess they're just giving them credit for. You know, they're like that, but maybe they're the butler of college football, where they just, they have a tough, or the Gonzaga, maybe is a better analogy, where if you had put Appalachian State in a Big Ten, they'd still be a good team. It's just not their fault that they play in a terrible conference. So I would say Appalachian State being on this list, does does Penn State deserve to be on this list? And then last but not least, does Wisconsin deserve to be on this list? as a tier 1 team if you does beating wisconsin in football if you equated college football to college basketball and tier 1 wins does if michigan or well, northwestern th- does is wisconsin considered a tier 1 win in college football it's funny
2: because last friday we were talking about something that came out that put wisconsin as the best program out there to never win Correct. a championship right
0: this is what happens when you have no sports people well, come yeah, up with well yeah but good it's just funny like it's this. just
2: funny how it comes down the same day just right. a week later Wisconsin, to me, straddles the tier one tier two line. I think they got they got they got their feet in both sides. So Nelson, if we looked at this like tier one though,
0: yeah, like if we look at Wisconsin basketball with the most uh, tier one wins, and you look at all the you know going on the road and beating Penn State, and you know beating teams that they did late in the season, if it was the same scenario used for college football if, you know, Wisconsin loses at Michigan next year, that's their first Big Ten road game, would you then say, ah, that's a Tier 1 win Michigan has? Does Wisconsin belong in the Tier 1 of college football if they broke it down by wins and broke it into tiers?
1: I think they might make... I'm kind of with Ebo. I think they'd either be a super low Tier 1 or an extremely high Tier 2.
2: It's like when you're in between a medium and a large shirt. You're just not sure which but I don't, one they are.
1: I don't get all the love for Penn <laughs> State. <laughs> yeah, I mean what? I would say Nar
2: Dame in there.
0: Well, they played a national championship game two years ago. Yeah. I mean, and they've been in I two national. You have to put him in well, there. Well, but then why is Appalachian State in there? That's the one where I would say it's is it the Gonzaga analogy? Like Gonzaga every year gets a number one seed and goes 30 and two. Now, would Gonzaga go 30 and two in the Big Ten every year? We would say probably not, but we never know. Appalachian State goes like twelve and zero or twelve and one every year. Am if I you threw them something? in the SEC, I don't think they belong in here. But I get what their point is—they're trying to make.
1: Am I missing something with Penn State? I feel like what have they won or played in other than when the Badgers completely blew? Yeah, that's, the yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Game. That's their that's signature it. win of the that's, last
0: four years. That's
1: it. And then they lost, if I remember correctly, in that Rose Bowl that they played in.
0: Yeah, that's their. I mean, they're they're living off that win where they came so, back from four touchdowns. I mean, they've been good. Don't get me wrong. They've had a regular, but they what haven't Florida? won. They haven't played in a Big Ten championship game since what? that. And they haven't played, you know, in a game that matters. Since Florida? the turn
1: of the century, Penn State hasn't been in very many big games. They haven't been, what? They haven't been legit since, what, the 90s? I, and they've if, got more. What about Florida? Though? I agree Why with you. What's
2: Florida there? Uh,
1: you can't, obviously, Alabama, Clemson,
0: Ohio State, Auburn, LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia. They've all played in the college football player for the national championship game. Appalachian State, I would say because they're going to make, they're the Gonzaga of college football. And then the question would be, yeah, Florida, Wisconsin, Penn State. Do they deserve to be in the same Florida grouping? Florida has been
1: relevant in a decade either.
0: Yeah, do they deserve to be in the same group? I, mean, I mean, certainly would you say out of Florida, Wisconsin, Penn State, we've been the most relevant of those three, right?
1: Yes. Florida's still looking for a, a good quarterback since Tim Tebow graduated. That was a while ago. And
2: you know, it was a while ago for him being in the NFL. Was that two? When did he graduate? Oh,
1: no, it was probably like 2011.
2: Oh, was? Oh, I thought it was longer than that. That's still that's nine years ago. Yeah. So uh, Reese draft says for Wisconsin, he'd lean tier two because of the Illinois loss, and they had five losses two years ago. Yeah. but But are in the next four for tier one. That's true. He says App State beat South Carolina this year. They'd be eight and four in the Big Ten, but probably should be tier two. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, for me, Wisconsin straddles the line between one and two. Yep. It's like it's like what I said. It's like you don't know if you're a medium or a large when you gotta buy a t shirt sometimes. That's a great
0: analogy, actually. I mean again, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Auburn, LSU, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. There's no Georgia. There, there's no debate. Whether you love or hate the SEC or you love or hate Notre Dame or Ohio State, you have to put those teams in there. But does is Wisconsin Dude. closer to Oklahoma? Or is Wisconsin closer to Texas? Have, that's like a tier two team.
2: They have Michi- or Michigan. They have Minnesota as a
1: tier three team. This should be like a tier six. Well, Tim Tebow last played for the Gators in the 9 10 season. 0-9. Pretty
0: close, 9-10. Nelson. Well done. Damn.
1: Uh, all right, we'll talk. Oh, about it's this. a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if they did college football like college basketball and ranked tiers, is Wisconsin a tier one school according to this chart? We'll uh, ask our Badger Insider coming up. Uh, all right, our general, if you were listening before you came on, we uh, found this was from an SEC uh, football uh, page ranking the college football tiers over the last three years. Just like you know, you have tier one wins in college basketball. Mm-hmm. If they if they played that out to to college basketball or to football, um, where would the teams fit? And Wisconsin in tier one. Uh, I mean, the mainstays obviously Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Auburn, LSU, Georgia. Oklahoma, Notre Dame. I can't argue that one bit. My question would be, does Wisconsin belong in there? And then is it above teams like Penn State, Florida, and App State, who are the other, quote, tier one teams
3: over the last three years? Appalachian State? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, I think my, are, are my only thinking is they're taking How the How often gut... does Appalachian State play SEC teams? Dude, That's a great question. They,
2: they would get throttled my, my my no, no, no.
3: That's th- like, okay, it's an SEC publication, right? Yeah. Yeah. How often does Appalachian State play SEC teams? If they play them a lot, of course the SEC is going to heighten certain teams outside of their own conference in there to make their team look better or their conference look better because they play all these Tier 1 teams in non-conference competition. Now, how long has Appalachian State also been in – FBS because they moved up from FCS. Yeah, probably a decade.
2: Appalachian State did they beat what South Carolina the season that was twenty to fifteen.
3: Okay, well South Carolina is just
2: well I think (laughs)
1: they're like a five hundred team. you
2: are looking (laughs) for SEC teams here. I'm trying to give you something.
0: I think the thinking, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I I think the thinking is it's like the Gonzaga of college football, right? Mm -hmm. That Gonzaga goes thirty and two every year in this terrible conference, and what would they go in the Big Ten or the ACC? We'll never know. That's why, you know, but they get a number one seat every year. Or they deserve it of a one seat. It'd be like the same thing. You know, App State goes 12-0, and 11-1 every year and, you know, picks up a win over a, you know, a lower BCS school. Like, if you put Appalachian State, I don't think they'd be in the same category as Georgia and Wisconsin if they were in the SEC or the Big Ten. But it's like that great debate point of, well, they don't play that schedule. How would we ever know type right. thing. Right.
3: And what's, what's the time frame they're using three for Three years. Three. Three. Okay. Um, Yeah, I would say Appalachian State would have been FBS for all those years. Then Um, played Tennessee real tight. That's the all I guess before I get to the Badgers, I mean, like, uh, does
0: Penn? Why the Penn State? This is what Ebo was saying earlier. Like, yes, they get preseason ranked high. Yes, they put out some great players. But other than beating us in that Big Ten championship game four years ago, what have they really accomplished in the last four years?
3: I they've come out of the doldrums because um, they they were in there for a little while um, after com- I don't know how you want to call complacency or whatnot but um, near the end of uh, Joe Paterno's tenure there I mean they weren't doing anything. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean still, they're a
0: good team, but do they deserve to be... Well, forget about Wisconsin, because I want to get your take, obviously, on us coming up. But do they deserve to be in the same sentence as Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia? I mean, does Penn State earn that level of respect? A, a
3: lot of people want to say they do because of the 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, and early 90s. Um, but as of late... <sighs> I'm not sure you can call them that. Uh, At one point in time, when they were independent, they were a blue blood. But it's, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's Uh, tough. Yeah. I don't, right now, I do not see Penn State as a tier one team. No, I mean,
2: mean, who's closer to a tier one, Penn State or Wisconsin?
3: Wisconsin, um, for the sole factor that, I mean, you look at, and you gotta go past three years. Well, what, at, what is three years? Yeah, I don't know I why. Mean, I would, uh, that's not me, a big I, enough sample size. Yeah, I go a decade. Okay, like okay. In the yeah, I
1: gotta go in on this. Come Appalachian on, State the last five years against power conferences. Two thousand fourteen lost to Michigan. Two thousand and fifteen lost big to Clemson. I think a lot of people. Two thousand and sixteen <laughs> lost to Tennessee. Lost to Miami. Like these are, yeah, they don't are, even have any good wit. Yeah. 2017 <laughs> lost right. to Georgia, I lost even, to Wake Forest. Well, then they Wake don't even. Forest. I mean, they
0: should be down. They'd be. I mean, T, tier two. R.J. Michigan. 2018
1: Tech. lost to Penn State, the yeah. team that we're questioning if they're if they're in a tier one. Here's 2019.
0: A, all right, so Appalachian State's terrible to be honest. Here's another. Question. Oh,
1: sorry, they beat North
2: Carolina
3: by three.
2: Reese Draft says, if you switch Wisconsin and Penn State from the east and to the west, would the results be the same?
3: It's a great question. They play those guys pretty tightly. yeah, I mean, don't win a lot, but <laughs> they play them tightly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It could It, it probably would be a flip flop if you put. Penn State over here in the West, uh, and they'd be the ones who you'd always be picking to win every year.
0: All right. So I do want to talk about Wisconsin. Uh, I assume you've got some time on your hands so you can be sure. Mr. Two Segments. Hey? By the way. We can bury the Appalachian State debate, though. Guess what? If you guys forgot, September 19th. Appalachian State at Camp Randall. <gasps> we'll bump the, the their battle ass. for Tier One. The battle. We're gonna have to, I'm gonna make <laughs> some T-shirts one. up. It's gonna be called the Battle for Tier One. <laughs> Wisconsin versus App State, September nineteenth at the camp.
2: Wisconsin by 50. hell yeah. Wisconsin mm-hmm. by fifty. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin
0: day. by a million. Is it crazy what we were talking about before the top there? Is Is it crazy to say Wisconsin if you if they brought college football into the college basketball world? Are they now? break things into, into quad one or tier one. We talked. How many times did we talk about this year? Wisconsin basketball had a quad one win, or that was a tier one road win. Uh, if they do the same thing in college football going forward, would would beating Wisconsin football be a quad one or tier one win? Are we thought of as one of the 10 or 12 best teams in college football right now on a year-in, year-out basis?
2: What's the what do the preseason rankings have Wisconsin at right now?
0: Uh, I are think it was s- one, 16, 15 was one top. So top twenty for sure. Which it would be right on this list that we were working off from the SEC website. They would be just they would be a top tier two team based. On, I think they had twelve tier one teams, which they did include Wisconsin in. If you go by rankings, yes, right now Wisconsin would be just out of it.
2: So I'm gonna try and get these rankings up and tell me where you think these teams should fall when it comes to tiers. Uh, Clemson, obviously, Ohio State, Georgia, or Oregon.
0: Yeah, see, they had them on tier two on that list. I would probably say again, I, I, I'm, you know, old school on this. They've played in the in the in the playoff twice in a national championship game. I would say Oregon's tier one. Oklahoma. I think they're better
2: than Wisconsin. Oklahoma tier one.
0: Y- y- yeah, sadly, yes.
2: Florida, I think, is a question mark of one or two.
0: That's the one with Wisconsin and Penn State. Penn I would State. say Tier 2.
2: So Florida's ranked 7th. Penn State ranked 8th. Tier 2. LSU is ninth. 1. one. Notre Dame is 10th.
0: I know we disagree on this one, and RJ was more on your side. I, I say Notre Dame Tier 1. I get what you were saying about the, the schedule, but it's the same thing with Wisconsin's schedule can you, two years ago. Can
2: you be a Tier 1 team despite not winning much, even though you have a name? Like a name, a historic yeah. name, like Michigan. Michigan will always be a blue blood, but are they a tier one team?
0: I would say Michigan is not a tier one team right now. I would would say tier two. Go ahead. I would agree
1: with you. That's why you can still be a blue blood and not be contending for a national title. Yeah. Some people think you have to be contending for a national title is what makes you a blue blood.
2: Auburn is ranked 12th.
1: If, if, Dabo, if Dabo Sweeney disappeared from the planet tomorrow, and uh, Clemson, Clemson
0: goes to a fringe top twenty-five
1: team, yeah, Clemson goes back to a you know fringe twenty-five top twenty-five team, just a eight and four. Yeah.
0: They're NC State without Dabo Sweeney. They're, they're seven and five. They're eight and four not a blue
1: year. blood. He's they're not going to be able to recruit like they have been under Dabo because he built a winning culture. Correct. It's got to it, that's got to last for decades.
2: Yeah, Texas A and M is at thirteenth. For the preseason
0: rankings? Maybe, maybe tier two, probably tier three.
2: I was 14th. Solid tier two. Texas is 15th.
0: (laughs) Again, that's the blue blood. Barely tier three. They haven't been relevant since Vince Young was 20 years ago.
1: What a game against USC, though. Vince Young was seriously 15 years ago.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: Vince Young was probably How on sick Texas, was that? A Texas USC ago. game though? That game was I mean that was badass. the
0: greatest football game I've ever seen. But for being relevant, Texas had that was 2005. They've been relevant in 15 years, so I wouldn't even put them tier three at this point.
2: And then it just fall, the list falls off after that, you know. Then there's like their Iowa hey, where's State? our
0: App State? in there? Are they ranked in the top 25?
2: I ain't seeing them. Man,
0: I haven't gone tough the on that list tier yet. one App State. I still love that, by the way. That Wisconsin plays Appalachian State. I totally forgot about that. That we're gonna to have to call that the tier one bowl. The more I will make some shirts on that game. The
1: more I looked into Appalachian State, the more I think Wisconsin's gonna roll in that game by two touchdowns, and it's not gonna be that competitive. It's gonna be like a nice workman like, solid, never in doubt Wisconsin win. But yeah, Matt Leinard and Vince Young, the guys, obviously the quarterbacks in that game, they're in their late thirties.
0: <laughs> yeah, and USC was on a tier two. And there's no USC's not relevant right now. Texas, I mean, at least Notre Dame. Where we want to agree, one or two. At least they're still relevant in the top twenty-five. Texas and USC and barely Michigan aren't even relevant. I mean, Michigan somewhat because they have played in a couple of New it's Year's Six games. They're names. blue
1: bloods because right. they can recruit and they still get it's their money. Name. You right.
2: can you can be a blue blood and not be a tier and not, one. Exactly. Just I mean, because this is going off the last three years. Yeah. Is Michigan a blue
0: blood? Yes. Are they r- tier one team right no. now? Hell no.
2: They want to be. They think they are, but they're not. Wisconsin's closer to a tier one team than Michigan is. I don't
1: think percent agree with that. I don't think Michigan's been tier one since like 2005.
2: Yeah, it'd probably yeah.
0: be the, one year, the, the last year of the BCS when Michigan and Ohio State were ranked one, two, and they played that last game of the year and everyone said there should be a rematch. And they ended up, Michigan didn't get the rematch. Just like
1: Florida hasn't been tier one since 2010.
0: Uh, All right. What say you, uh, do you put Wisconsin in tier one, tier two? Uh, Where do you put the rest of the Big Ten? I do want to talk about the Big Ten West because that's, you got to win the Big Ten West before you can think about college football playoffs. So, where does Wisconsin stack up against, like, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota this year? We're talking about Wisconsin and its place in the Big Ten and national landscape. So, you know, we were looking at Penn State and some of the other Big Ten, East Michigan. Let's go to Big Ten West. Do you guys both believe is Iowa deserving to be in that Tier 2? Are they a Tier 2 team over the last 5, 10 years, Nelson?
1: Man, I think they're – I could see them being borderline too.
0: Played in a Big Ten championship like two, game. 2-3
2: borderline or 1-2 borderline?
0: If
1: Wisconsin's 1-2, I could see Iowa being 2-3.
2: Yeah. I'd say Iowa's closer to – they're in the two, but they're close to three.
0: I would agree with that. But I think, I mean, again, they just like Wisconsin, they've had an undefeated regular season, lost in a Big Ten championship game, was one yard away from the college football playoff. I
1: was like the king playoff. of 8-4, 9-3, then they'll have a good season, go like 10-2.
0: Right. Okay, so if – well, do we sadly, begrudgingly say is the SEC the best conference
1: in college football? Top heavy. Yeah, they're they're extremely top heavy. Is so.
0: What I'm the, the at,
2: guys at the top though are.
0: Yeah, clearly. What right. I'm getting at is is the Big Ten the second best conference after y- the SEC. Do you say it's better yes. than the Big. The Big Twelve has say. had more college football playoff teams, but is the Big Ten as a conference better than the Big Twelve?
1: I think you. I think you have to say yes, especially if you look at tiers one, two, and three.
0: Because that's what I I would say yes, Big Ten too. Because what I'm getting at is you're absolutely right, Nelson. Look at this: 2019 Iowa nine and three, 2018 Iowa eight and four, 2018 or 17 eight and four, 2016 eight and four, 2015 that was the one where they almost pulled it off, 12 and 0 in the regular season, 2014 eight and four. I mean, other than that, at a nine and three, and then the twelve and zero, it's almost the safest bet in college football is to bet Iowa will go eight and four. <laughs>
2: oh my god! They literally down. go
0: eight and four every year.
2: That's like their—that's one of their recruiting ploys. Hey, you want to go eight and four this year, kid? <laughs> Come on down.
0: So that's my question: Is eight and Iowa preseason number eighteen is eight and four, and a top twenty team in the second best conference deserving of a tier two, you know, ranking every year? I would probably say yes.
2: I'd probably say yes too.
0: All right, so then we go down to the third tier, and the other team. Well, we can talk about Nebraska in a second. Sort on this list, but the other team that's on this list, Minnesota, is Minnesota. And as annoying as dude is, they have had back to back big win seasons. They just beat Auburn in a January bowl game. Is Minnesota tier three? As much as I went eleven and two last as much year, as
2: I don't like Minnesota. I think they're that. I think could you make the case that they're like more tier two than tier three? I mean,
0: dude, Penn State was the fourth ranked team in the country, nine and zero when they beat them. I, I,
1: I mean, honest,
2: they were
0: nine and zero in the Big Ten at one point last season. It was pains Minnesota me to
2: say it? But I think Minnesota is more of a tier two than they are a tier three. In the last three years, because that's what this graph right. is going by.
1: I'd go tier three. Minnesota hasn't. I mean, as g- overall, for Minnesota like- hasn't been that good until last year, and then they still played a super weak schedule. And Wisconsin beat the brakes. Well, they off
2: got them. Notre Dame as a tier one team who had played the softest schedule ever to get to the college football playoffs, and then they didn't do crap the other two years, and they're a tier one.
1: But they get love because their name is Notre Dame. True. Minnesota doesn't have the same draw as Notre Dame.
0: So Minnesota two years ago was six and six. And the irony of that was to get to that six win and become bowl eligible was obviously at the uh, unfortunate hands of Wisconsin when they demolished uh, the Badgers 37, 15, two years ago at Camp Randall, they ended up winning the bowl game, finished seven and six. Then you get to last season Gophers again, start nine and oh, uh, it, it was a week schedule up until one uh, you know when they uh, when they beat Penn State, that's where the robot sex bet dropped. By the way, uh, still yeah. way down that. Uh, still waiting on my
2: payment. Yeah, uh, I, I got you. For, we got, uh, Jack
0: we're Jack We're a little tough on uh, finances right now, so that's
2: why I can't <laughs> afford a sex robot.
0: <laughs> so uh, okay, then they lose. I mean, they really could have won that Iowa game. Came down to a kind of a questionable call late in the game, but they did lose. You crush Northwestern, and then we crush them, and then you beat the ninth-ranked team in the country, Auburn, in the Cap One Bowl. So Minnesota last year, two, two losses, kind of a controversial road loss to Iowa, and then a defining, you know, soul-snatching loss by Wisconsin. But that's one year. The year before, does 7-6 and six and 11-2 get you more to Tier 2 or more to Tier 3?
1: They're closer to Tier 3. I They're pretty close to what Iowa is. I mean, look at the SEC. You have your, your four big heavyweights that are clear-cut, you know, tier one and then you you look at the big 10 you have ohio state who's clear cut tier one but then the big 10 has like six seven teams that are all tier two to tier three that can be anywhere from seven and five one year to ten and two another year
0: uh 608 badger fans what say you i mean i will you whichever one of you guys said it is it's the best example I mean they are a lot to be 8 and 4 maybe 9 and 3. <laughs> now again it's a great conference, maybe the second best conference. I mean that's you're never going to the college football playoff if you're Iowa, but you're playing in primetime a couple times, you might get a college game day here and there. You probably get a January first bowl game. You you get to send your fans to Florida or California in January. I mean it's a they always will have nice seasons. Yes. Is Iowa ever going to be in the college football playoff? They'll I don't know. It. Probably not. Are they going to win eight or nine games in the second toughest conference every year and do just enough to say, yeah, they're a top 25 team?
2: Yeah, they'll do just enough to be relevant as a tier two team.
0: And then that's we get back to where we started, the team that resides in the city where we're broadcasting from Wisconsin. And, you know, that's enough for Iowa. I don't think eight and four every year does it for Badger fans. no. No, mean nine and three doesn't do it for Badger no. fans. No, right. I don't. I mean, ten and two. Now you start to get at that. Is that will we sell a ten and two but season you this know, year?
2: Wisconsin, how many times can you win Rose Bowls? How many times can you win like the big bowl games, but not be in the college football playoffs? You're like, all right, enough's enough. We have to take the next step.
0: That's the, why this whole thing yep. of one versus two will it, it'll never be answered completely until they get to that college football playoff. And I guess the question is, do they have to be in that playoff? To solidify Tier One, I mean this. The, the SEC says no. And then you know what we'll all be saying. Tier
1: one. Once the Badgers finally make, you no, know, it's going to be. When are going to win it? We'll say time to win the whole effing thing. <laughs> <laughs> whole
2: effing thing. <laughs> I'm already. We are
1: already saying Is that. Is
0: that from a movie? I feel like I heard that in a movie somewhere. Only one thing left to do: win the whole effing thing.
1: Had to get that dropping.
0: <sighs> well done, Nelson. <laughs> you hear this music uh, every Wednesday at 7:30? It's the walk-up music for our guy, Jocko, NBC 15. You also hear this song at the start of every Badger home football game as the team's walking out the tunnel with the great highlights, the grainy black and white footage, the great Matt LaPay calls of the Rose Bowls. Well, would you guys believe that on this day in 1987, you 2 played a rooftop concert with this song, which became their music video. Where the streets have no name, the police ordered the band to stop playing. They were jamming out live on a rooftop in downtown LA. Streets got closed. They made an incredible music video on this day in 1987. Jocko, I don't know where you're at, buddy, if you're listening, but this one's for you, man. Turn it on and rip the knob off. I'm- Have to get, I know you guys wanted me to get that in there. So
2: yeah, I'm uh, not that big of a U2 guy, but I understand uh, why people like him. You're welcome.
1: My favorite memory of U2 is when Johnny Knoxville got in to a concert as.
2: Uh, was that on
1: Jackass? Bono's grandpa. Yeah, on Jackass.
2: My favorite U2 memory is when South Park made fun of Bono and they said Bono was a giant turd. Like he was made up of crap. He was a, a giant turd that wore glasses. Hello. No, Bono, he's he's royalty. (laughs) And then Randy Marsh beat him by taking the biggest rig ever. (laughs) If you know, you know.
0: Uh, All right, cue up, Ebo, the brackets for March Madness. We are halfway home to the Elite Eight. Who joins Wisconsin and Duke? Two more matchups today in the South Region have come to a conclusion. Give me the final results, please, if you could. Well,
2: welcome out in the Joe and Ebo's Mythical March Madness. Sweet 16 is finalized in this region, folks, as number one Baylor punches their ticket to the Elite Eight, taking down number four seed Butler, 63-37. to 37. Moving on, their government proclaimed then national champions. Oh, no, no, not so fast, you swamp goblins. Florida State, the two seed has fallen to the three seed out of the Big Ten, the Maryland Terrapins, punching their ticket to the Elite Eight. Winning 68 to 31. 32%. There's percentage of points in there. 68 to 32. Maryland moves on. Joe, back to you.
0: All right, Ebo Nance, thank you. So there it is. The left side of the bracket filled for the Elite Eight. Wisconsin versus Duke and Baylor versus Maryland. Monday, we move to the East region. The number one seed, Dayton taking on the upset Cinderella 13-seed Liberty, 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 Liberty. 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 And the two-seed Villanova taking on three-seed Michigan State. That'll be Monday's Sweet 16 matchups. Tuesday, we finish it up in the West region. Number one seed Gonzaga taking on the four-seed Oregon. And the two-seed San Diego State taking on the three-seed Seton Hall. And then Wednesday, we start, gentlemen, the Elite Eight (sighs) as the... uh, The road to the final four. Somebody's going to win a national championship this year.
2: And whomst will it be?
0: Might as well be uh, Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, All right. And then there is, uh, are you guys ready? I am ready. I still can't believe it. We uh, started it out today. The Nellies, the Nelson movie bracket, the top 32 movies that Nelson has never seen. Some incredible, some of the all-time greats on the silver screen. We had some close matches, Ebo. We had some upsets. Let's run through it. Top seed. They do hang on. It was a fight for the number one overall seed, the Empire Strikes Back. But 60 to 40, the Empire moves on. Valiant effort. Team America, World Police. Hey, Gary. Durka Durka, Muhammad Jihad Get to on you. your knees, Gary. <laughs> So, Empire Strikes Back. Moving on, they will take on in the Sweet 16 the four seed. Back to the Future, dominating win over the five seed Groundhog Day, the biggest margin of victory in this region. Back to the Future, Marty McFly knew something. I guess the Sports Almanac was right. 67 to 33. Back to the Future clubs Groundhog Day
2: a clubbing, if you will, and then on the bottom like half, like a baby seal. <laughs> on the
0: bottom half, things went crazy. This the three nice. seed Citizen Kane falling to the six seed The Great Escape in the throwback matchup, 58 to 42. So the six seed The Great Escape moves on. Wow. And then the stunner of all stunners. Wow. Give me your keys, your boots, and your you clothes. The stunner, T2, Arnold is no more. Terminator 2 has fallen to the 7-seed Boondock
2: Saints, 55-45. to My God. That's incredible, man. Willem Dafoe, I mean, he's in that movie in Uh, Boondock Saints. There was a firefight. He's a tranny in that um, movie, Nelson. (laughs) Well, he's not. He's a cross-dresser for going undercover.
0: So uh, there
2: it is. Empire
0: Strikes Back, Back to the Future, Great Escape, and Boondock Saints. So the matchups will be Empire versus Back to the Future and Great Escape versus Boondock Saints. Monday, we move to the McLean region. See if uh, more upsets. The number one seed, Die Hard, takes on the eight seed, Con Air. The four seed, the Wrath of Khan, takes on the fifth seed, Jaws. The three—I love this matchup. The three seed Blade Runner Ooh. takes on the six seed Mission Impossible. Wow! And we round it out with the two seed Jurassic Park taking on the seven seed The Road Warrior.
2: Mad Max—it's Max Rock Rockastanky. That's his name. <laughs> Mad Max Rock-a-stanky. Uh Evo, any early
0: predictions? Uh, do you think we'll see another uh, shocker on Monday? You gotta give them to me again, real quick. Die Hard versus Con Air, Wrath <laughs> of Con versus Jaws,
2: Jaws Blade that. Runner versus Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible will win.
0: And Road Warrior versus Jurassic Park.
2: I think Jurassic Park will win, but I love me some Mad Max.
0: So that would be one upset. You would have a Mission Impossible the six seed.
2: I would say Mad Max is like so cool. I love Mad Max, and if we had a bigger thing, I would put Mad Max Fury Road,
1: the one That's with Tom movie. Hardy
0: on it. That thing is sick. Uh, Nelson, what do you think? After this is all for you, buddy, after day one, what what do you think of the uh, results?
1: I can't wait to see who wins, Joe. I don't know much about most of the movies.
0: <laughs> well, any of them. Uh, is there anything, you're, I mean, do you have a, a sentimental pick here or a burning desire to not watch one of these movies?
1: I know there are some uh, movies out there that I've considered watching on Netflix that have cl- crossed my mind to uh, watch, and it's just either time or me just choosing something else, so I'm kind of rooting for those certain ones.
0: Okay, well, yeah, you don't don't spoil it. We don't want to influence the vote, so I uh, appreciate you abstaining uh, as well, Nelson. So uh, the Nellies, uh, there you go. First um, round matchups of the first bracket in the books. I just can't believe T two is done Monday morning. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah, you sad. were lobbying for them when we had our last city meeting to be a number one seed, and I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm,
2: I get some bias showing. I guess.
0: Um, well, no, I mean, look, we we they were the first number two seed. So I mean, they, they were the first team to miss out on getting a one seed. It's an incredible, movie. and then they get bounced in the
2: first round. I mean, the soundtrack is incredible too. I mean, everything about it. There's arcade. It's vintage '90s. Yeah,
0: it's like Michigan State. You know, when they missed that one seed and then they lose to East Tennessee State in the first round as a two fifteen. They just they you know they they went all in for the one seed and it had no motivation, I guess, to come back as a two seed.
2: Lit Bucky '92 just messaged me and said Con Air is going to run the table. He's calling a Con Air upset over Die Hard. Wow. yippee oh, well, yeah, Mr. Falcon. In this time of viruses,
0: you know, they had the great Cyrus the Virus was the bad guy, John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe he is the virus we need. If it's not COVID-19, maybe it's Cyrus, Cyrus Grissom. The virus.
2: Who else? So, Ving Rames.
0: Ving Rames, Steve, uh, Steve Buscemi, John Cusack. I mean, that's a, that's a litany of... Uh,
2: Who's that smarmy guy, the FBI agent that rides around in the convertible? Oh, that's the that's a guy from Star Trek. Yeah, what the hell's his name again? I uh, I
0: don't, I don't know. Uh, you have um uh you have a lot of, you, you have uh uh John Cusack his Bubba. Yeah, Bubba trimp, Gum. Shrimp Gump, shrimp yeah, shrimp trimp. Bubba's in that movie. So uh, Without any be shrimp, big... though. <laughs> but, dude. Is he
1: really that big of an actor if you have to refer to him as a, a part player? Well, he's play? he's a part player in it. Danny
2: he... Trujillo's in it. Yeah, Danny Trujillo. Machete. Johnny three, 13 tears? <laughs> they really didn't
0: know it would be more like Johnny 3000. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, he's going up against. They're all going up against the greatest movie bad guy ever. Hans Gruber is the oh, goat
1: oh, of movie bad guys. Oh.
0: So, no, good I luck, Cameron Poe, trying to take down Hans freaking Gruber.
2: Ho, ho, ho.
0: Now I have a machine Rest gun. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> hey, everyone, be safe this weekend. Yeah. Don't go too stir crazy. Do Just some... stay indoors, please. Let's get this over with. You can, you got this. We'll be here. <laughs>